Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. This should have been an important, historic even, somber occasion when after over 36,000 Palestinians have been slaughtered, including over 14,000 children, and Gaza razed to the ground by Israel in an orgy of genocidal violence, and after many months of protesting and campaigning with public opinion overwhelmingly in support of an immediate ceasefire and against Israel's military onslaught, which has been unleashed against the people of Gaza since October 7th. The political establishment of the UK finally, perhaps, dragged kicking and screaming, but there nonetheless, to demand that this horror finally must stop. But instead, the House of Commons descended into chaos. Why? Because of grubby, cynical and disgraceful machinations by soulless, heartless political climbers. Nope, not going to pull my punches here, whose track record already demonstrably shows they have no interest in Palestinian life, or indeed anything meaningful except seeking power for its own sake. Let's just sum up what's happened. The Tory government, as you'll be aware, has backed Israel's mass slaughter of Gaza from the start. That matters. Why? Because the UK arms Israel and uses its diplomatic power to support Israel, not least given the UK has a place on the UN Security Council, for example, and is the closest ally, purportedly at least, of the US, which of course is Israel's key protector. Now, the Tory government has been protected by the Labour opposition, which has backed them all the way, forming a shield around the government as public opinion has hardened against the mass slaughter of innocent Palestinians. So the Tories didn't come under pressure because the Labour leadership decided not to channel that growing public anger and instead just to sing the same tune. The SNP, on the other hand, and I speak here as a Scottish National Party for international audiences, I speak here as someone who's not a Scottish nationalist, they took a different position, undoubtedly influenced by the SNP's solid record when it comes to foreign policy calamities such as the Iraq war. A clue, the SNP was right about that. The faction now running the Labour Party, many of whom would invade Iraq all over again, even knowing what they know now, well, they were wrong, to say the least. It's also notable that the SNP leader, Hamza Yousaf, has a Scottish-Palestinian partner, that their loved ones were trapped in Gaza for weeks, causing them unimaginable worry and anxiety and stress, that his brother-in-law is a doctor working for Gaza's ruined healthcare system, risking his life in the most impossibly imaginable, unimaginable conditions. That is a personal stake in a principled stance. We'll come on to that. Now, as per parliamentary tradition, opposition parties are allotted what are known as opposition days, in which they are able to set the agenda to raise issues of importance to them. The SNP, as a smaller opposition party than the Labour, rarely gets such days. So the SNP used that rare opportunity to table a motion on a ceasefire. And it was a motion that was very clear. Let's just read it. That this house calls for an immediate ceasefire in Gaza in Israel. Notes with shock and distress that the death toll has now risen beyond 28,000, the vast majority of whom were women and children. 
Further notes that there are currently one and a half million Palestinians sheltering in Rafah, 610,000 of whom are children. Also notes that they have nowhere else to go, condemns any military assault on what is now the largest refugee camp in the world, further calls for the immediate release of all hostages taken by Hamas and an end to the collective punishment of the Palestinian people and recognises that the only way to stop the slaughter of innocent civilians is to press for a ceasefire now. Spot on. Absolutely spot on. Now, this weekend, Scottish Labour held their conference in Glasgow and passed a motion which demanded a ceasefire. And Keir Starmer, the Labour leader, said this. An end to the fighting, not just now, not just for a pause, but permanently. A ceasefire that lasts. Conference, that is what must happen now. The fighting must stop now. Now, given Starmer had begun all of this by supporting Israel cutting water and energy from the civilians of Gaza, a war crime, hey, that's progress at least. So, you'd expect, maybe there's a chance, just put party politics aside, vote for the ceasefire motion. So then we hear Shadow Health Minister West Streeting on Monday, who generously took off time from his preparing Labour's plans to further privatise the NHS, and he told the BBC this. Uh, uh, we're not going to be uh, pushed around by the SNP. Not pushed around by the SNP. Well, you can see who's playing games there, can't you? You can see what's really going on. So then Labour published their own amendment. It was just a mess, a mealy-mouthed mess. Crucially, immediate ceasefire becomes immediate humanitarian ceasefire, smacking more of its original stance of a humanitarian pause. That is... You cease the killing for a bit, then you regime it again. And it inserts wording as well, which defers to the terms of Israel. It had welcome components that Palestinian statehood is an inalienable right of the Palestinian people and not the gift of any neighbour, for instance. Though, given Israel has no intention whatsoever of ever allowing the Palestinians to have their own state, what pressure is Labour prepared to actually put on Israel? Well, none, but that's for another video. Crucially, the motion stripped away the term collective punishment. Now... That is the bare minimum of describing what Israel has done to the people of Gaza. Nobody in their right mind who isn't just a dupe of Israel could possibly believe anything other than collective punishment on a mass scale has taken place and is taking place because of the Israeli state. But as ITV's Robert Peston reported, who is very reliably plugged in these circles, Keir Starmer hates the SNP's charge that Israel is engaging in the collective punishment of Palestinians. Here's the thing. Labour's amendment should not have been selected by the Speaker. That is parliamentary convention. Protocol means the government's amendment is selected to be voted on. So instead, Starmer faced a massive rebellion because he was not going to back the SNP amendment. Why? Over overwhelmingly, because he could not countenance voting for a motion which held Israel responsible for collective punishment. But his amendment wasn't going to get selected. So that would be a massive problem for him because a huge number of his own side were going to go and vote for the SNP motion instead. So imagine everyone's surprise when the Speaker suddenly selects Labour's amendment. Hence, uproar. I have therefore decided to select the amendments both in the name of the Prime Minister and in the name of the Leader of the Opposition. The Clerk of the House then came out to oppose such a move publicly which is itself is pretty astonishing uh, because of protocol and because he notes it doesn't extend the range of opinions. This argument, well, it lets everyone have, have a say. No, it doesn't. It prevents a vote on the SNP's motion. It means you just get a vote on the Labour motion. And given this is one of the rare opposition days that the SNP has, 
That is outrageous. Clearly. So what's the explanation then? Why is protocol suddenly thrown out the window? Now, Nicholas Watt, political editor of BBC Newsnight, who's very well connected, said, Senior Labour figures tell me that the Speaker was left in no doubt that Labour would bring him down after the general election unless he called Labour's Gaza Amendment. The message was, you will need our votes to be re-elected as Speaker after election, with strong indications this would not be forthcoming if he failed to call the Labour Amendment. Now, this was then denied by Labour and the Speaker. Well, they were hardly going to go, yeah, we blackmailed him, and he was hardly going to go, yeah, let them walk all over me. A Labour government is now inevitable because of the Tory self-destruction. The Speaker knows that, and the Speaker, he wants to keep the job. So that's what happened, to be very clear. Let's just, just be very, very clear about what's happened here. In order to protect Israel from the charge of collective punishment, the Labour leadership blackmailed the Speaker of the House of Commons by threatening to destroy his career unless he broke parliamentary protocol and trashed one of the very few opposition days given to the SNP. And in doing so, the Speaker, I would note, a former Labour MP from the right of the party, that is the part of the faction who supports Keir Starmer, intervened in a partisan fashion to save Keir Starmer from the biggest rebellion of his leadership. You know what? Imagine the Conservatives had done something like that, like Boris Johnson. So-called centrist commentators and journalists, whatever you want to call them, they'd be spitting fire, blue murder. They would be combusting right now. They'd be going on about this as an assault on parliamentary democracy. But they're not doing that. New, my friends, this deeply cynical cohort of commentator, who very much do not object to terrible things being done. They just object when they're on the receiving end. They don't happen to believe in very much at all. Uh, they're some of the most cynical people I've ever encountered. Now, they're spinning this as clever politics. The SNP got manoeuvred. Look how clever Labour is. I mean, some of these people think they're in West Wing. That's, I think, the West Wing has a lot to answer for, which is people who are, I'm going to level with you, not, not, the, not the most kind of profound and intelligent and well-rounded individuals who think they're kind of West Wing spin doctors and hacks. Now, I'm sure you'll be aware of the term client journalist, long rightly used to describe journalists who just take lines from the Conservative government. Some people seem to think that this term only applies to hacks who get fed Tory lines. It doesn't. Client journalists include those who are clearly acting as outriders for the Starmer project. So what happened amidst all of this? The SNP leader, Stephen Flynn, understandably made a furious speech about how his opposition day had clearly been run roughshod over. Should the Labour Party's motion be carried, then the SNP's vote will not be held. Secondly, if I have, if I have read the clerk's letter to all members correctly, which was sent to the, to the Speaker, this was a consequence that he was warned of. So can you please advise me where on earth is the Speaker of the House of Commons? How, how do we bring him to that seat? Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Now, the government withdrew from the vote in protest at the Speaker's shenanigans because clearly the Speaker had intervened in a partisan way. And again, if it was the other way around, Labour would just do the exact same thing. Both the Tories and the SNP walked out in protest. Now, the Speaker then went on to apologise. Though the apology is weird. And I've got to say, I regret. Oh, it's ended up. It was not my intention. I wanted the all. I wanted all to ensure they could express their views and all sides of the House could vote. As it was, in particular, the SNP were ultimately unable to vote on their proposition. I am, and I regret, with the deep... With my sadness. What does the apology even mean? I mean, he he was warned of what would happen. He knew, he must have known what was going to happen. Trashing the SNP's rare opportunity to have their party, their their views heard, and thus their constituents. And and in a parliamentary democracy like ours, which frankly is just rigged often in favour of, you know, the people in charge of the day, the dominant parties, that matters. So let's just listen to Stephen Flynn's reply. Mr Speaker, whilst I acknowledge your apology, the reality is that you were warned by the clerks of the House that your decision could lead to the SNP not having a vote on our very own opposition day. Now, there's some gruesome stuff coming out of that wing of Labour Party that I would describe as the I'd sell my own mother on eBay for a parliamentary seat faction. Labour students mocked up a photo of Hamza Youssef, the SNP leader, with Rishi Sunak in his pocket. I don't even know how that works. Uh, with the uh, accompanying text, bedfellows again. Now, Labour students historically has attracted uh, some of the most comically one-dimensional caricatures of political climbers, not people you really want to spend more than five seconds with. But what are they even talking about here? Labour spent months backing the Conservative position on Gaza and shielding them from public pressure. In that time, Hamza Youssef's loved ones were trapped in Gaza, his brother-in-law was a doctor there, and he passionately opposed Israel's murderous onslaught. Meanwhile, the Tory and Labour positions were, and remain, virtually indistinguishable on Gaza. The SNP offered an alternative, an immediate ceasefire, condemn collective punishment, and Labour wrecked it, ensuring a motion passed which causes the Tories no issues at all and silences the SNP's dissent. And it's the SNP who are the Tory stooges. actually think, given what Hunter Youssef has gone through, it's kind of sick. Let's just listen to the verdict of the Palestinian ambassador to the UK, Hussam Zomlo. Not only not a good day for the House of Commons, it's not a good day for the UK, it's not a good day for humanity. To see this chaos in the House of Commons, um, it's really, really uh, British politics at its lowest. This is disgraceful and shameful that MPs are uh, debating should they call for an immediate ceasefire after 100,000 Palestinians killed, maimed, injured. Well, indeed. And what's even more obscene is the Speaker alluded to how he took the decision partly because of threats to MPs. And we've heard 
a lot of that from politicians and client journalists. Let's be clear. The security of MPs has to be taken seriously. In the last eight years, two MPs have been murdered and there have been other plots and, and threats. What is obviously happening here is the weaponization of that issue to try and shield MPs from scrutiny of, for example, complicity in war crimes. That if you call out the role of our political elite in facilitating what Israel has done, that is, oh, tone it down, tone it down, you're inciting, you're inciting. And then also shutting down means of scrutiny and debate and democracy. Now, I wouldn't be surprised if Starmer, their administration, his administration comes in when he becomes inevitably prime minister because of Tory's self-destruction, looking to criminalise some forms of lobbying MPs on the basis it's some form of incitement. Because the real victims here aren't Palestinian babies having their heads ripped off, it's MPs having rude words thrown at them on Twitter. And indeed, we should remember what really matters in all of this. Let's listen to Jamie Corbyn in the debate. Use of unbelievable levels of ordnance in destroying Gaza. Carpet bombing of the whole place. 29,000 bombs have been dropped on Gaza by the Israeli forces. By comparison, the US only dropped 4,000 bombs on Iraq during five years of that particular conflict. What we're seeing is the total destruction of society, life and uh, hope in Gaza. If only the same moral clarity was now being heard from the masters of the Labour Party. And indeed, a parliamentary delegation has just returned from Sinai in Egypt, bordering Gaza. Let me just quote from this report. They say, Nothing that has been reported braces you for the true scale of the horror in Gaza. We're simply not getting accurate information about the levels of destruction and brutality. Listening to seasoned humanitarians tell us that what they've witnessed in Gaza makes it the worst disaster they've ever seen, really brought home the savagery befalling civilians. Aid workers repeatedly questioned why international law wasn't being followed or upheld in relation to civilians, humanitarians and medics. They also expressed a deep feeling of dread and inevitability of Israeli forces carrying out their threat to escalate the assault into Rafah. A senior aid worker described Rafah as water in the bottom of a glass with the pressure getting more and more intense. We learned about the lawlessness in Gaza with Hamas police being killed and civilians getting increasingly desperate. Personally, I feel that unless something happens to stabilise the situation, the remaining UN support will withdraw, leaving Palestinians utterly alone. Politicians around the world need to demand an immediate end to the violence, full access for aid and a long-term strategy to rebuild Gaza, both its infrastructure and its society. Well, sobering stuff, as it should be. That's what's really at stake here. That's what really matters. One of the great crimes of our age facilitated by our elites. And yes, our political establishment is complicit in all of this. And one of the main problems with much of the British media is they pretend to be even more stupid than they actually are. Some of them are all like, what does this matter? It's just a parliamentary debate in the UK. It's totally irrelevant to what happens in Gaza and Israel. Why, does it, why is everyone getting so angsty about it? Now, once again, to clarify, Britain arms Israel. Britain has a military agreement with Israel. The UK uses its diplomatic power to protect Israel. All of that matters a lot. And I find it striking that all of these people, they wouldn't be saying this about Ukraine and Russia, would they? Of course they don't. And they should just say it with their whole chest, some of them. You don't care about Palestinians. It's obvious. You're not subtle about it. I mean, after this level of death and destruction, if you really cared about Palestinian life, you wouldn't be talking like this. Once again, we've seen the establishment close ranks, both the media, or indeed most of it, and the world of politics, to defend an Israeli state engaged in one of the great atrocities of our time. And those who are complicit must be held accountable, democratically. Or what the hell is democracy even for? Please like, subscribe, uh, do share this video, listen to us on the podcast, and speak to you soon. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.